Good afternoon, everybody. Joe Barry must have dirt on someone. He still has a job. Complete mystery. Last night was the fourth game of the season. Packers gave over 200 yards rushing. Yeah, I mean, he's got to go. Um, That was weird. I don't think there was any issue with my standalone video recording, so that's weird. Okay. Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. Lots going on. Lots to talk about, including some very... Um, <clears throat> Some very uh, uncomfortable topics, some, uh, a divisive issue that will likely lead at least some people to unsubscribe from my channel, which is 100% fine. I understand, you know, people have their um, their personal opinions, things of that nature, um, and people are fragile, and so if they think, you know, a mild disagreement, they'll they'll freak out. But uh, you know, I've got some things to say about um, gay men buying babies. I think it's degenerate, um, and that doesn't just extend to uh, creepazoid Shane Dawson, who did it, but that extends to uh, Pete Booty Judge and Dave Rubin, okay? Uh, a lot of people on the right give Dave Rubin a pass on a lot of things simply because he espouses the correct opinions sometimes. Uh, but I think it's degenerate. I think that it's child trafficking. And I think that it's gross. They're cosplaying as a man and a woman, posing for creepy um, hospital pictures as if they gave birth to this kid. Um, it's, 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 it's disgusting. Uh, I have no problem with uh, people being gay, even getting married. I don't care about that. Um, you know... It's, uh, it's a hot issue right now. It's a hot issue on Twitter, the twatters. Most, you know, in particular because Shane Dawson, who uh, <clears throat> has like pedo allegations, not allegations of being a pedo, but like of making pedophilic statements and gross stuff like that. And I think he jerked off on his cat allegedly too. Uh, buying buying babies asking the question how it's different from adoption i think it's it's fundamentally different from adoption uh in a million ways there are four hundred thousand children that need to be adopted in this country now surrogacy creates an additional person it's very different than adoption it's a it couldn't be more different than adoption um that's you know that's the 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 reality of it. It's a false equivalency that a lot of people make. You know, but do you have a problem with adoption? No, I don't. But adoption costs money too. Cool. I don't think it should. I think the government, the United States government, should be subsidizing adoption so it doesn't cost people money to take kids off the streets. I don't think that that's. I don't think that that's wild. In fact, that's a pretty liberal position to have. I would think. It's very different taking a child that already needs a home and creating a new one in a laboratory. You know, they're not even close to the same thing. And that's a false equivalency a lot of people are making on Twitter. Oh, you think adoption's child trafficking? No, I don't. 
the fact that uh the fact that adoption costs a bunch of money i think is bullshit and it shouldn't there should be innumerable tax breaks for people that adopt there should be um you know all these adoption agencies should be federally regulated and and funded through the government and if you take a kid you should never have to pay taxes again <laughs> you know so, you know what i mean you should get huge tax breaks I never thought you work with Avril, but I think you're pretty good on the Monarch show. I've never seen that. It's a write-off. Yep. Adoption should be a write-off. Eighteen years of write-offs, folks. Think about it. Is adoption not a write-off? I don't think it is. I think that there's money involved in foster care when you foster a child. Um, that people can get, but it does. It's not enough. It's not like people are getting rich fostering children. You don't love me. You just wanted a write-off. <laughs> That's right, little Timmy. Now get back to work in the fields. You get money every year in tax credits. Okay. And you do get a dependent. True. I think that, uh, you know, a, 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 a couple, uh, a man and a woman using a surrogate, I won't go, I know a lot of people really have strong opinions on surrogacy. I'll stop short of saying there's, I don't think, that, you know, I, there are some stronger opinions around, you know, men and women using surrogates, but I just, I don't really have a problem with that. Um, you know, who want families. Uh, I do have a problem with like Hollywood actors buying, sur you know, being surrogates so they don't have to go to the gym, that kind of stuff. But like a legitimate family, a husband and wife who want to have a child and are unable to biologically using a surrogate, I have zero problem with that. Some people do take it further. Some people hate surrogacy altogether. I understand that. But I just, you know, I've, you got to pick and choose your battles, you know. Should there really be a financial incentive for adoption? Are you wanting a child or a government check? Um... Well, I think that in a vacuum, in a perfect world, uh, no. But in a world where you have 400,000 children and growing that need homes, you have to get creative. You have to incentivize a way to get people to want to take them in. Many of these kids um, you know, are 12, 13, 14. People don't want to adopt teenage kids because they're problems. They have lots of problems. And so if you can't incentivize people, you know, I, I think incentivizing family is a great thing. It's a very powerful thing. It's a thing that we should, we should do in this country. But let's get to this antitrust lawsuit first before I piss a bunch of people off with my opinions on that.
Yeah, Megan Fox transitioned all three of her children. <laughs> yeah. What a quinky dink. Yeah, once they're five or six, they're really difficult to deal with. Yeah, that, that is true. That's a problem. When you've been in and out of the system, a lot of these kids get abused and, um, you know, they're damaged, you know, very, 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 very badly through no fault of their own, right? They didn't choose to be born. They didn't choose to be given up. Um, they didn't choose for all this stuff. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's a different conversation, you know? What do you do with them? Well, I think you try to, you know, you try everything you can to put these kids, give them the best chance to succeed. So a jury decides that Google has illegal monopoly in app store fights. So the, the way, the, <clears throat> the reason this lawsuit started was for a, like a frivolous one, many people think. Um, it is, you know, the <laughs> Epic Games was suing Google and, and Apple because they, uh, they were charging really big fees to Fortnite, which of course then get passed on to customers, right? Um, I think that, uh, you know, the, the reality of this court decision though, is that the jury decided unanimously that Google does have a monopoly over the app store. When you think about the free flow of technology and by a, by, you know, also by the same property, free speech, conversation, information, there are two, only two paths for technology to flow for the most part. Some people, you know, I know that a lot of people in my chat may know how to go get like an APK um, and download an app, even if it's not in the app store, right? Uh, but that's not the, tr you know, that's not the other 99.5% of the population. In order to get your app and buy that, your information, your message, your conversation, your, your speech, your, your, you know, your message out to people, it must pass through two gatekeepers. And that is the Apple iTunes store and the Google Play store. That is the only way that most people can get an app. That's for your phone, your iPad, your tablet, any mobile device, which is about 80% of the internet is being used by people on mobile devices these days. The only way to get an app is through these two stores. And the problem is they control everything, right? We can look at apps like Gab, a free speech Twitter alternative. We can look at apps like Parler, which was removed. We, you know, Gab was banned, Parler was removed. You know, to be on these, to be in the Google Play Store or the Apple iTunes Store, you must adhere to their terms of service and you must also give Google a huge cut, 30% of every penny you make, which is insane. It's absurd. And so this court decision, while over a stupid thing like a video game, is actually much bigger because in a post from the company blog, Epic Games said, Quote, today's verdict is a win for all app developers and consumers around the world. It proves that Google App Store practices are illegal and they abuse their monopoly to extract exorbitant fees, stifle competition, and reduce innovation. The fees are just one thing. 
It's the other two that I think are the big, big findings. This kind of thing will absolutely help Rumble in the future. Uh, I believe very strongly that the only solution to the Google, Apple, iTunes monopoly is government uh, breaking up these companies. Like they did um, the Bell, Bell South, was it? In the 80s, the telephone companies in the 80s. There is an effective, both practical and impractical monopoly that exists where no third party is really going to be able to uh, break through it. Um, <clears throat> it was AT&T, okay. So even if, let's say hypothetically, Elon comes out with a X phone, which I'm sure he will, that's still only three options. It's still only three options and will still be severely limited. People who have mobile devices should 100% be able to get apps on their phones in alternative and easy ways outside of the Google Play and Apple iTunes store. So if, you know, if you're on your computer, for example, and you're just you know, browsing the web, this, that, and the other thing, you can download any software you want, right? It's programs, software. We could go to a website, download it, play it. Open up Steam, download a game. But when you're on a mobile device, you must go through, for the most part, the Apple, Play, the Google Play Store, or the Apple iTunes Store. It's it's a massive monopoly, and the way they use it for their political ideologies is why I care. Right? I don't, I don't really care about the thirty percent thing. People having to pay more, app developers making a little less. I don't really care about that. I care first and foremost about the virtual monopoly and the giant gatekeep that they have on the free flow of information for the entire internet. We've seen them exercise their power over the past four years. And you know, with, with a click of a button, they could remove Rumble from their app store. The click of a button, they could remove YouTube from their app store or whatever they wanted to do. And there would be nobody, there would be nobody, uh, no practical way for the average user to get apps for their phone. Like my mom, for example, she used to use Google Music to listen to her Motown jams. And um, I guess they sunsetted Google Music, at least the app. So she's like, oh shit, like I don't even know how to get my music anymore. Well, what do you do? You go to the Apple iTunes store and you download an app or a Google or an Android app store. You download an app. You go get Spotify or something else to replace it. The, there should be an open source marketplace for applications that anybody on any device could get and install. Like, th that's, that's what you have to have to actually, you know, fight censorship. And that's what this lawsuit actually does lay out. And Epic has gone to, uh, gone on to, um, you know, say that they're appealing. They took the same lawsuit up to with Apple and they lost that one. They're currently appealing that at the, in the, at the Supreme court level. But now this decision may actually help that. Do I think that rumble should create its own search engine, a more based and non compromised search engine that won't cuck like duck, duck, go did. I mean, ideally, yes, but I think maybe the worst thing Rumble is at, the, the, 
The thing Rumble is the absolute worst at is search engineing. <laughs> so I don't think that they are the... I would like to see them subsidize or fund somebody else to do it. But, you know, one of the biggest complaints about Rumble is discoverability, which is essentially the search algorithm. So it's, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> ideally, yes, you know, DuckDuckGo ended up cucking um, pretty publicly. I forget what, was it COVID stuff or was it, they basically issued a statement where it was like the same old, you know, my hate speech and, and this, that, and the other thing, blah, 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 you know, all this kind of stuff. The search engine hasn't gotten, it has gotten much better IMO. Yeah, I think they said, I think Rick, I don't know if he's in chat, but Rick did say that they were rolling out some sort of improvement. I don't believe Rumble uses Google. Oh, it was Russia-Ukraine stuff. Okay. Falling, all this is a hint of what forces poverty on so many. I grew in poverty and it's hell. Retracing, there should be fees, which is there should be fees, but only one nominal, not redundant, silicone cur curtain in America misandry. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Rumble is going to work on I know they're working on it. There's only so many things. I think right now the biggest thing Rumble needs is to to get their shit their app, sorry, their app on more devices. Right? Like their app's got to get on um PlayStation and Xbox and more TVs and more like they've and that each time, you know, each one of these developers each one of these apps that they have to develop is like a whole new project, for, for example. But, you know, as a creator on this platform, you know, they've got to get, you know, they've got to make it easier for people to use and more available. Uh, once it's on, once it's on like Xbox and, and PlayStation, I think that'll be a huge, a huge bump because a lot of people use those things as their media centers. Uh, so they want to be able to, you know, watch Rumble from their, from their Xbox or their PS5 because maybe they don't have a smart TV. The thing is like a lot of smart TVs, even like within a brand. Okay. So let's say you have a Samsung or an LG. There's really only like three major television brands, right? Samsung, LG, and Sony. I'd, I'd say that's about 85% of the TVs on the market. Um, each one of those brands requires an app and each model, many models of those TVs all require apps or at least, some development so the app works on that particular model. Like I had Samsung, I have Samsung TVs in my house, but they're generationally, you know, some are newer than others. Cause when I moved here, I didn't just buy all new TVs. So I have some older TVs, some newer TVs and you know, the rumble apps available on some of them, but not the others. Uh, Hank Hill propane says, Hey Jeremy, do you, th did you know that the she Hulk version of the Hulk is the shortest version? Started at a nine-foot professor. Hulk was eight, and She-Hulk is seven. That is a fun fact. So, like, you know, you have all these. Also, you know, Fire Stick, Roku. These are apps too, right? 
So you have to do like all these different versions of apps so that you can get, you know, you open it up to every time you do a new version of your app, you know, you can add 20,000, 50,000 users or whatever, you know, so you've got all that stuff to do. So that's what I want Rumble to focus on. I mean, their search is very, very important for creators. And then their availability is also very, very important for creators. These are the number two, number one and number two things I care about. Discoverability and uh, availability. These are the two, these are the two things that Rumble needs to focus on. Well, 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 weird, 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 weird. It looks like Rachel Zegler's apology tour continues doing a full 180 on Snow White after backlash for feminist comments criticizing the original. What's funny about this film is it is completely DOA. Completely DOA. I believe they have already spent north of $300 million on this film. And I'm not sure if that is, I'm almost certain that does not include all of the, all of the CGI, which is extremely expensive that they need to do for the dwarves. I don't think we'll ever really know. Remember there were earlier pictures of people um, that everybody roasted and then they said, uh, oh, well, that was those were just stand-ins. We were actually using real dwarves, or we're using CGI dwarves, which I don't really know. If I don't know what I believe. I believe that you know it's, it's just as likely that they got absolutely lambasted by the by the public over their um, culturally diverse uh, magical humans instead of dwarves, um, and they got blasted by that, and they made a, the decision to refilm everything. If that's true, then the, the budget's probably four to five hundred million dollars. I mean, this film is DOA. What's not DOA, but close to it, is your chance to get an amazing coffee brand coffee gift box for that coworker, loved one, or even that person you hate that you still need to get a gift for for Christmas. Promo code Best Gift will save. We've got two different pre-made boxes, which feature our yogurt pretzel twist, sea salt, milk, chocolate caramels, and our Colombian roast, as well as chocolate-covered coffee beans. We've got a deluxe that comes with kettle corn, peppermint hot cocoa, a cup, and more. Or you can use our custom gift box builder to really make that gift box feel special for the person that you're giving it to. Even if they don't drink coffee, while we have 30 options of coffee, we have K-cups, we have 15 organic teas, we have four real cacao cocos, including peppermint cocoa, which is great for the holidays. And we have something like 15 premium snack options. So you can really build an awesome gift box with peppermint bar, kettle corn, pre yogurt pretzels, saltwater taffy, and more. Promo code best gift to save. Only a few days left to order before the shipping cutoff. Disney actress Rachel Zegler, a vocal left-wing activist, is singing a very different tune about the 1937 animated film Snow White amid backlash over her past feminist complaints about the Disney classic and after Daily Wire announced it is producing its own take on the timeless fairy tale. During an interview for Variety with fellow Disney actress Halle Bailey, Zegler gushed over the original Snow White as a monumental moment in film history. 
This is the same woman, I kid you not, that referred to Prince Charming as a stalker. That called it weird, weird. And said that Snow White was going to stand on her own merit and be a strong, independent whammon who don't need no man because that original was created in 1937 or whatever it was. Very evidently so is how she said it, essentially calling it outdated, you know. The cartoon is, quote, the cartoon is so beloved, it's like a monumental moment in film history. It's the first feature-length cartoon movie to the point where it won honorary Oscars. And all those amazing things that happened to the film are the reason that I get to sit here today because it made Disney what it is. Zagler told Bailey, who also starred as Ariel in the live-action version of Disney's Little Mermaid, which also lost money. The actress went on to veer away from her past comment, saying she loves everything Disney, the Disney company has put out since its inception. This is somebody who said she had never even seen the original. So which version is true? Is she lying now, or was she lying then? My guess is she was telling the truth the original time around, and Disney has told her that this will be the last movie she stars in for them if it loses money. Before the Variety interview, Zegler claimed that she had only watched the original Soul White once as a kid and found it off-putting. I think I watched it once and never picked it up again. I'm being so serious, she said. The 22-year-old also made it clear in past interviews that the new Snow White flick would not need a man or true love. It's no longer 1937, and we absolutely wrote a Snow White. She's not going to be saved by a prince, and she's not going to be dreaming about true love, Zegler said. She'll be dreaming about becoming a leader. She, the leader she knows she can be. Yes, an unstoppable girl boss. That's what every young girl wants to do. Grow up, get two college degrees, Work 100 hours a week as her ovaries and her eggs dry up, only to be 45 years old and childless. That's what, that's, what the, that's what the dream that Disney wants to sell now. You can wait to get married. You can wait to have kids. You can wait. You can wait. You can wait. Uh-oh, you can't have kids anymore. In another example... The actress quipped that Disney could cut out all of Prince Charming's scenes from the remake, emphasizing how apparently unimportant he is to the story. And perhaps most notably, Zegler said Prince Charming in the original fairy tale stalks Snow White. I mean, you know, the original cartoon came out in 1937, and very evidently so, there is a big focus on her love story with a guy who literally stalks her. Weird, weird. Zegler's newfound praise of Snow White comes on the heels of the Daily Wire bent Key's announcements of its own live-action take on the beloved tale, Snow White and the Evil Queen, which is set to be released in 2024 and star actress and Daily Wire host Brett Cooper. Meh, I'll say about that. For me, it's immersion-breaking to have Brett Cooper in it, but it won't be for a lot of people, so fine. You know, it won't be for most people, so I hope people like it. Disney has since pushed back and its remake pushed back its remake release date a full year. Following the revelation in October, Boring said the actor strike in Hollywood could be used as an excuse for the film's delayed release, but guess Disney is likely scrambling to refilm large parts of the film. 
My guess is the sake strike excuses just cover and they are actually refilming large parts of the movie to make a more faithful adaptation to their own classic of the film. He posted on X, formerly Twitter. We'll be interesting to see how Rachel Zegler and Gal Gadot walk back their previous denouncements and instances that this movie will be different. Well, I mean, this you have Rachel Zegler hits back at critics who champion Snow White take. I mean, I, I guess. I, I, I guess, but these are the things that this woman said, you know? Um, and I think, again, I don't condone like people with like, you know, personal attacks or things of that nature. Uh, people going to Rachel Zegler's Twitter and, and, you know, calling her names or something like that. Like that's, that's, I don't, I've never condoned that. Do people do it? Sure. It's certainly not anywhere near the number of people that, that they claim you know, when they're playing victims. Washington Examiner, Rachel Zegler changes her tune on original 1937 Snow White film. Well, because, of course, the peop- what, what was interesting was when this whole thing backfired, okay? When this, when this whole thing backfired, it wasn't just, quote-unquote, the right that was pushing back against it. There were a lot of TikTokers which is all Disney cares about is uh, TikTok uh, Zoomers. There were a lot of TikTokers that that took her positions to task, and you know had a lot to say about it. And you know I I don't blame them. You know a lot of people grew up with these films. I think ultimately this idea that every woman needs to be on a, some unstoppable girl boss is an overcorrection. I think that it's a hundred percent fine to teach young girls that they shouldn't require a man to find worth in themselves. I think that that's kind of a, that's a good message. You know, if I had a daughter, you know, I'd be like, focus on your studies, focus on the stuff you like to do, but boys will always be there. Trust me. And, and this is just an overcorrection now that like, Women so obviously don't need a man that that a 97-pound girl soaking wet can punch a guy through a wall. You know, Hollywood doesn't know how to meet anybody in the middle. Um, and, you know, this is, is, is essentially what you get is a bunch of brain-dead morons that don't even know how to react or interact with their actual viewers. And, you know, ultimately, this is what, what's going on for Disney. I mean, this is, you know, this is all they have to look forward to, by the way, is this release basically getting pushed back a year. Outside of that, you know, you have uh, this case, right? Tremendous loss to America, South Carolina dumping $105 million of Disney investments due to structural rot in the company. Treasurer warns that sane people are now gone. Is it time to sell Disney? Disney stock is down about 1% today as well. Nothing, you know, probably not, you know, anything of record. But I mean, people are divesting. This is how you fight back against this stuff, right? Regular families can't even afford to go to Disneyland right now. Meanwhile, they're, you know, fighting lawsuits with the Santas, um, you know, pushing more uh, woke propaganda on kids. 
I, I'm fine to watch them fail, watch them, you know, flail around and fall apart because that's what these these people generally do. I mean, just look at what they're doing at Harvard, right? Harvard's completely collapsing over their, you know, commitment to their woke ideology and diversity, equity, inclusion, all this stuff. And they've lost a billion dollars in like two weeks because of it. So continue staying woke and going broke. I'm fine with that. I'm, you know, I'm 100% fine with all of that. There's something very weird, weird, weird going on with Bud Light right now. Uh, I know it's not like going to be the most interesting topic on my channel today, especially since we've got James O'Keefe stuff. We've got all sorts of stuff to talk about. But it's odd that in Dana White's interview with Tucker Carlson, he comes out and it's essentially the first five minutes of the interview is a Bud Light commercial where he says some wild things that if you, if you are page, if you're a Patriot, you're supposed to be drinking gallons of Bud Light. I get that Dana White got paid and I, I generally support many of Dana White's opinions. Although he is a man that put his hands on his wife on camera too. But now you have Kid Rock too, suddenly coming back out. All of these people are getting bought and paid for. There is this really weird interview with Tucker Carlson where, you know, this says, if you consider yourself a patriot, you should, you should be drinking gallons of Bud Light. You should have Bud Light drums stacked in your garage. They are way more aligned with you than these other beer companies. Absolute garbage pandering. Now, Dana White got a $100 million deal, something around that, from Bud Light. And he can talk good about Bud Light all he wants, but we know why he's doing that. You don't get to then say, he's basically saying, well, if you, if you, um, if you want a beer company that aligns with these other guys, don't align with you as much as Bud Light, never even addresses the Dylan Mulvaney thing and doesn't say why these other companies don't align with you. And also, by the way, Bud Light is not an American company. It's owned, it's owned by a company from the U from Europe. So I don't really understand. What are you talking about? They stand for American values. Let me tell you what, if you consider yourself a patriot, right? You're a patriot. You should be drinking gallons of Bud Light. Believe me when I tell you. Wait, wait, wait. I should be, boycott I should be boycotting Bud Light. Gallons of Bud Light. You should have Bud Light drums stacked up in your garage and drinking it right out of the keg. Uh -huh. They are way more aligned with you than most of these other beer companies are. That I guarantee you. Take you can you can say that. He's he says that, but he doesn't say what the other company's positions are. He's what? Take it from somebody who's in the know, who does business with beer companies. You are way more aligned with Bud Light than you are with so I'm any assuming, other beer company. I mean, they didn't come into partnership with you by accident. No, obviously. We but had multiple bidders they, on they the table. Seek you out. We had multiple bidders on the table. They were one of them. And as I, you know, 
history has shown me with relationships that I've had with other beer companies. I, who lean more this way. Yep. I, who consider myself a patriot. I don't go crazy over the whole patriot thing, but I consider myself a proud American. I'm happy to be an American. I love this country. And you are way more aligned with Anheuser-Busch than you are with other beer companies. I 100% disagree with that. I 100% disagree with that. First of all, I guarantee you that there are small local breweries that you more perfectly align with than some multinational conglomerate. I get that you got $100 million. This is what you say when you get a $100 million check. But like, you see here, if Bud Light gave me $100 million, I'd say the same. Money over principles, hard pass. Sorry, Dana, the Bud Light boycott is forever. Kid Rock said the same thing, that they've been punished enough. I think they need to grovel and apologize. No, I'm sorry. Have they apologized? Have they acknowledged why people were pissed off in the first place? I guarantee you in almost any town. Hold on. You can just leave it. You could just leave it. Oh, I got to go sign for a package. Hold on. Hold on. All right, we're back. That was weird. Weird, weird. I think it's something with Restream. That wasn't it wasn't my internet or anything. Anyway, I had to I had gotten a package sent back to me from uh from a contest winner because I shipped it because I shipped it priority, I guess. Because I shipped it priority and not ground. So this one says musician Kid Rock appeared to change his stance on Bud Light. Kid Rock, whose real name is I don't care, recently sat down with former Fox News host Tucker Carlson to speak about the boycott of Bud Light and its parent company Anheuser-Busch. At the end of the day, when you step back and look at it like, yeah, they deserved a black eye and they got one. They made a mistake. Newsweek reached out to Anheuser-Busch via email for comment. Yes, it was a mistake. So I do want to hold their head underwater <laughs> and end them because they made a mistake. Do I want to end them completely because they made a mistake? No. I think they got the message, Kid Rock said. Hopefully other companies get it too, but you know, at the end of the day, I don't think the punishment that they've been getting at this point fits the crime. I don't even understand. I don't understand. What does that even mean? Why would I? What do you mean punishment they've been getting? I don't even. What are you talking about? They, they're not done. They haven't apologized. I would like to see, pe see people get us back on board and become bigger because that's the America I want to live in. Well, why don't you buy from an American company, Kid Rock? Sell out. Notice that both of these interviews, by the way, happened on Tucker Carlson's show. I wonder if Tucker got, a, got the check. 
Probably not, but what do you mean? They haven't apologized. They haven't changed course. They're, they're, in, what, in what world have they done anything? Quote, if we brought them back up, that's kind of the America I want to live in. There's nothing wrong with giving a spanking, but you don't spank them for the rest of their life. What? No. You, what you do is you buy Yingling or you buy another American company's product because Bud Light isn't even an American product. It's owned by an, a foreign company. They called their, their customers and their advertising fratty and out of touch and never addressed it. They didn't even acknowledge publicly that they fired those people. They never even acknowledged Alyssa Heinerschneid did anything wrong when she said the things she said. They protected those people. They said they were on a leave of absence. When the vice president of marketing left, they said that it was a leave of absence. And the eyelash in my mouth or something there. And Bud Light has literally done nothing to deserve us to come back. And we've got Dana White telling us we should be drinking gallons of it. It sounds like that guy's be drinking gallons of Chinese semen. I don't even I don't even understand why anyone wouldn't laugh these people. Look, I understand a thousand percent why I understand a thousand percent why Dana White is saying what he's saying. A, a hundred million dollars, he's got a part of that hundred million is I guarantee that he is he is uh he is um to help them rehabilitate their brand. Almost certainly, right? I understand why Dana White's doing it. I don't understand why Kid Rock is being a pussy about it. What is he talking about? So, so, so Kid Rock admits, essentially, what Kid, Ma Kid Rock is telling you is that he made that video for promotional reasons only that he wasn't really boycotting boy Bud Light. He just wanted the clicks and he wanted his name in the headlines. You see this, Greg, the first five minutes of the interview is a Bud Light advertisement. Hard to believe it, but here it is. In the other interview today, he was also about Bud Light and concludes on the note that Bud Light has learned its lesson. Both Tucker Carlson, episode 48 and 49, both seem to be having people on the show to uh, to proselyte themselves for Bud Light. I, I don't even understand. So, you know, all these, you know, all these, a lot of these people, by the way, the people that came out and started their own beer companies to stick it to them, all this stuff, none of these people were actually boycotting Bud Light. They were just grifting. They were just grifting. I mean, that's all this is. Dana White, we know why you're saying you should be. Why, the, the, the reason you know Dana White is full of bologna sausage 
is because he said, oh, well, they just align with you way more than these other companies. Yeah, okay, how? Give me a reason how. You think that some multinational conglomerate over in Europe aligns with the average American's values more than, say, Yingling or more than, say, some local brewer? I don't buy that one bit. Oh, but he's a patriot. Why? Because he likes Trump. That's the only conservative thing or, you know, thing that Dana White's ever done. Other than not censoring the speech of his fighters. You know, he's always been good about that. Kid Rock worth $150 million, Dana White worth billions of dollars, telling us to drink Bud Light? I don't think so, Tim. Any kill propane. Dana's hopefully saying it because the fighters are against Bud Light. So he makes him so he's making him decide if they are willing to support a company where their employees are against it. Maybe. King of Biltong says, uh, Good afternoon from Anton's of Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping for your Biltong using code the Q, a land of Biltong.com and AntonUSA.com. Buy Biltong, not Budweiser. Smart, support small businesses. I, I agree with that. Falling says, Rumble needs decentralization. Thank God for free speech. A shame Tor is now all but gone, and Usenet is not very popular. True. Hank says, I really like to get your coffee, but shipping to Canada costs more than the order. I understand. Pac-Man Zegler is lying now, and Snow White will be the biggest bomb in history. I agree. Sammy says it's kind of Sammy says Sammy says it's kind of obvious she's lying now. She likes everything Disney's put out. Cough, cough, song of the south. Yeah, she's hundred percent signaling that she's been told to say things or else. And Pac-Man says boycott UFC and Kid Rock. I I I just understand. Like, I get why Dana White is saying that. I understand. You know, I understand why he might say, you know, but I think it's a little over the top. It's a little like, um, it's a little, uh, it's a little on the nose. Uh, I can't restart the local stream for some reason. So if you were watching on Locals, my apologies. I was just like frantically trying to get the stream back up. And it seemed like once the stream stopped, which seemed to be on the on the restream side, I, I, I started it up. I started it up again, but it didn't work. So I just started the Locals one or the Rumble one up before I lost more because we lost about a thousand viewers in that short period of time. I mean, it sure seems odd to me that I'm supposed to drink gallons of Bud Light because a billionaire told me to. I mean, if I mean, it might as well be, it might as well be, it might as well be Bill Gates himself telling me to drink. And then I saw some, I don't know who was saying this, but it was the most insane take on this that that Bill Gates invested a hundred million dollars into Bud Light because he, it was like a fourth dimensional chess move and he was gonna, I don't even know what in the hell the take was. It made no sense at all. 
Bill Gates invested in Bud Light because he supports their message, the global, the globalist message. That's what he supports. He didn't invest. I think somebody tried to say it was inve they were investing in it to make it fail or something. I, I don't even understand. Anybody who says that Bud Light has, you know, been punished enough, uh, never gave a shit about the boycott in the first place. I mean, I'll give Bud Light an off-ramp. How about an apology? You know? How about how about an apology? Oh yeah, if you're still <laughs> yes. If you're still on the signing for a package arc, refresh. It wouldn't even have to be like, it wouldn't even have to be like uh, that hardcore of an apology. It just has to be like, not like stupid. You know, I don't even understand what in the hell, what, what were they, th what was he thinking? What were they thinking? It make it makes absolutely no sense to me. At least you understand where Dana White is coming from because he's bought and paid for. And look, I it's not like I'm saying cancel Dana White or cancel the UFC or any of that. I'm not saying that. All right. But I am saying, like, bro, I mean, at least wipe the wipe your face off after you're done with that knob gobble. Like that that was that was simply just shameless. You go on Tucker Carlson, you spend the first three minutes shilling for Bud Light. Like, dude, that's not very supreme alpha male of you. That's like uh I, I get it. I get it. I understand why you did it. We all know why you did it. Okay. We all know why you did it. We all know. Just don't pretend. Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. You know, you just you're just a sellout. And you know what? You can buy a private island. You can you can do whatever you want with it. You can have a private jet. You'll have more money than I'll ever have in my life. So I guess you win. You know. But uh, you know, in between, you know, beating your wife uh and sucking Bud Light cock, globalist cock, um you know, maybe maybe admit to the world that you've just you really have no principles. Because that that's the reality of it. it. They just don't have any principles. No, I'm not saying that, you know, boycotting Bud Light's going to change the world. But if you go back to them, like you're you've done nothing. You've completely wasted. You've completely wasted the effort that everyone else has put in 
the people that actually have morals and principles. It's more of a principle thing, I suppose. It's, it's wild to me. Now we've got, we've got lots of, we got lots to talk about friends. Just want to make sure I see what Tim's 12 o'clock video was. Make sure he didn't scoop me. What do you guys got going on this week? Great. Is the chat down now? Rumble's down. Cool. Cool. Fucking rumble's down again. Cool. I think we're back. I think we're back. Doo-doo-doo. It's not a, there's like some wild cyber attacks going on. <sighs> some wild, weird, 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 weird. Weird, weird. It made a grumpy. Rumble made a grumpy. Uh, let's see. Chicken the China, the Chinese chicken. I assume, you know, Rumble is working on it. Well, those of you that stayed, appreciate that. Should we just go right into the banger right now? Right into the, uh, right into the poop on big con. I have a couple of standalone videos that I had planned on doing. Let's see. I started closing everything out because I was like, ah, crap. Hold on. Ba, 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 ba. There we go. 
then we're gonna put you behind that and we're gonna put that behind that. Nope, we're not gonna do that. Looks bad. I do this. I put this in front of you. And then we're gonna go shrink. Uh, I think it's fixed. I think it's fixed. Yeah. We're coming back. Just want to give everyone a chance to get in here. I don't know if you've been following it, but there's an extremely hot button issue going on being discussed on X right now that has kind of reared its ugly head several times throughout the years as another as each high profile example comes to light. Recently, a uh, YouTuber, Shane Dawson, disgraced YouTuber with a very interesting past, the past that was dug into by uh, my news agency, thepublica.com, which we're going to take a look at. Um, bought some babies. Now, there are a lot of people out there that have complex opinions about surrogacy. And um, I think that's everyone's entitled to their opinion. And uh, my opinion is that I don't like when people buy babies as accessories. I know that might seem like a hot take. I don't like when, um, you know, I think that babies deserve a mother and a father. I don't like when rich Hollywood people pay poor people to carry their babies either. Um, surrogacy is something that I think should be reserved for um, a husband and wife who biologically cannot conceive. Um, that is the best case scenario for that child to have um, the best chance to thrive in life. There's somewhere around 400,000 children in this country, in the United States alone right now, looking for adoption that need to be adopted I don't necessarily think rich people should be going um, and buying people's eggs, women's eggs, and renting their wombs and creating more humans. I think it's um, an abomination. That may seem like extremely strong language to you, but it's how I feel. Uh, I accept that you may disagree with that. Uh, I think that this is an exclusively rich phenomenon that that really parallels the show Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's, Ta Handmaid's Tale is a, a show that essentially depicts a dystopian future in which only a few women can be, get pregnant. And so they become literal slaves to the, the rich and powerful in this country uh, who um, use them as baby-making slaves. And um, this is their life. This is the life of the show that they that they... Uh, created. I think that it may make people uncomfortable. Some of the people that I'm going to talk about in this video, and that's okay because I think you have to have principles and you, and they have to extend to people that are even quote unquote seen as on your side. You know, the recent rise in the conversation is Shane Dawson, somebody with an extremely questionable past, um, buying two babies and then weirdly posing 
um, you know, just moments after being taken from the mother that was paid money to create this child, posing for bizarre photos like they had just given birth. Um, you know, G Prime put this out depicting Shane Dawson and his husband buying two babies, Dave Rubin buying two babies. I think this is Pete Booty Judge also buying babies. I say buying babies because that's what they're doing. Um, this is not adoption, okay? If you don't see the difference between two rich gay men buying a woman's egg, renting her womb, and having a lab create a fertilized egg and adoption, I don't know what to help you with. I, I don't know how I can better explain how these two things are so miles apart that using them as comparisons, as synonyms, is insane. The comparison about the money, okay? Oh, surrogacy uh, costs money and so does adoption. So why, you, why do you call this child trafficking? Well, I don't think adoption should cost money. I think that our government does an extremely poor job helping children that need to find homes and that the finances of it should, there should be no financial barrier to families who want to adopt. They should thoroughly vet them, okay? But I think that, I don't think that adopting should quote unquote cost a bunch of money. I think that's wrong. You have hundreds of thousands of children that need home. We don't need rich people creating lab babies and buying eggs from women. This whole, like, you know, it's dystopian. It's gross. People pointing out a lot of people were oddly silent when Dave Rubin did the same thing. I wasn't. I don't like it. Am I saying you should go to jail? I'm, I mean, it's legal. Okay, but I'm allowed to have an opinion about it. The internet points a lot of this stuff out. Now, another, again, rich gay man, um, Shane Dawson, has purchased two babies and posed for disgusting photographs in which he, per like, the, the woman who, look at this. What is he even doing in the hospital bed? He's got a little blankie over him so he can see. Get out of here. I mean, when we're just creating babies on demand, you can see here, he's sleeping on the pad that's there to absorb postpartum bleeding. What? I mean, it's all a LARP. And, and they couldn't wait to post these pictures to the internet for clout. I mean, are you, are you mean to tell me that this is normal behavior? Oh, we just bought this baby off some poor, some poor woman who needed to carry a baby for, to pay her, you know, to, for, for money, who sold us her egg. But let's pose for a bunch of post-birth photos. By the way, this is a man that has said some heinous things. Coincidentally, um, slatticism quotes, lots of quotes in reply saying, why do they always want boys? And I know some of the, are you are just being sarcastic and trying to suggest the answer, but here I'll just say it for you. They want boys because they're, uh, PDF files. <laughs> I mean, you look at this stuff, you know, gay YouTuber buys twin boys from surrogate amid 
uh, ped and bestiality controversies. Controversial YouTube star Shane Dawson has prompted backlash after sharing photos of himself and his husband, Ryland Adams, with two twin boys the couple purchased via surrogacy. Concerned social media users were quick to point out that Dawson has a history of making predatory comments about children and animals. In an Instagram post announcing that he had received the children via surrogate, Dawson wrote, there's no words to express how it feels to be the fathers of these beautiful boys. The best day of our entire lives and nothing will ever compare. I don't believe you. Dawson then thanked his fans for the support, but made no reference to the woman who carried and birthed the infants. Reacting to the news that Dawson and Adams had now had custody of two babies, many people online began sharing that Dawson's controversial past comments and demanded child protective services get involved. I wouldn't, <laughs> CPS isn't exactly a great organization either. Quote, disgusted doesn't even begin to describe how I feel right now when users said, with their posts racking up over 160,000 likes. Thousands of others users shared their sentiments concerned about Dawson's fitness to parent two infant boys. I was a twin. I still am a twin. Okay. Um, <laughs> twins are a lot of work. All right. Not me. I was the perfect child. Much of the backlash around Dawson surrounds his past remarks concerning racism, uh, the philia, and um, enjoying times with animals. I mean, I'm not going to read all of his heinous, you know, some of them are just bad jokes. I, I admit, you know, I understand, but there are also some like, he put little kids on camera and made them do uh, vile things, 12, 13 year olds. Telling him to, you know, oh, I have a lot of creepos in my fandom. Can you um, suck on a cocktail wiener? These are things that he did. Um, you know, in another episode of Shane and Friends, his co-host shared a news story of a man who uh, did something horrible to a four-month-old infant, and then they passed away. Shane laughed and said, lol, amazing, before speculating how the baby would have suffered during the incident. Other predatory content of Dawson's that emerged were multiple videos of his early days on YouTube featuring his young female cousin. Dawson often made spicy jokes towards the young one, described hooking up to her, and even encouraged her to twerk on camera. The child was 12 years old at the time. Good job, but next time can you shake your chest a little bit more? Dawson was heard instructing his young cousin in one of the clips. At one point in his career, the distress towards Dawson's comments regarding kids became so intense that he was forced to address the concerns in a video. During the recording, Dawson angrily exclaimed that I am not an effing PDF file. Now, here's something that's curious, okay? I mean, generally people don't have to clear that up. Generally you know, people don't have to clear that type of thing up.
generally. Now, Shane Dawson had to. The thing is, like, this opens up a conversation around surrogacy. Who does surrogacy? Rich people. Uh, this is a very expensive process. I suppose sometimes it does exist between family, maybe family and friends do this kind of thing, help each other out or whatever. But that is not this. These are rich gay men buying babies who coincidentally always seem to be boys. Maybe it is just a coincidence. I don't know. I, I don't know why that is. Uh, and people will point out, well, you can't criticize Shane Dawson if you're not going to also criticize Dave Rubin. And I will levy the same criticism. You are gay. You married a man. Part of being gay is not having babies. I know that might seem weird, weird, weird to some people. But I'm, I'm sorry, if you want a child, adopt one. You know, I, I don't, I don't support this. I don't, I think it's an abomination that you're creating human life in a lab. I, I don't really know how else to describe how gross this is. There's not an egg between them. They bought an egg from somebody and rented a womb from a woman to create a child. Why not just make the babies in a factory? Human life is meaningless, right? I just, I don't, I don't agree with this. You know, I, I, I you know, I, I support gay marriage. You can get married. You can do all this kind of stuff. Cool. But uh, to me, buying these babies is child trafficking. Katie Faust writes, would Shane Dawson have passed an adoption screening? Very likely no. But no worries. In surrogacy, there's no home studies or references or supervision or post-placement reports or background checks. There are only checks. Why are they all buying two, by the way? Just 3D print the babies. And, and the surrogacy world, by the way, is very disturbing. During legal battles in 2015, Australian couple gained international attention after they were accused of abandoning a baby boy in Thailand that was conceived via surrogacy because the child was born with Down syndrome. The couple absconded with only the boy's healthier twin sister. These are the type of people that are buying babies. It was revealed during legal battles that the father of the twins was a registered offender and previously convicted of, of, uh, of that crime. Despite their criminal history, he was awarded custody of the female child during the battle with the twins' birth mother. Yet another disturbing case from the industry, a gay couple who purchased a baby boy from a Russian surrogate was sentenced to a combined seven years in prison after systematically abusing the boy from birth. I mean, there are numerous stories about this. Surrogacy isn't as all clean like a lot of people pretend that it is. 
I, I just I think that all the feet all the backlash that Shane Dawson is getting is deserved. And I think that there are members of my community in in my sphere that that have avoided this level of criticism because they have the right opinions. And I don't think that's right either. Shane Dawson is no different than Dave Rubin, who is no different than Pete Booty Judge. Buying babies as accessories for internet clout and press. A child deserves a mother and a father. You are creating a human life and robbing that child of its mother the instant it's born in exchange for money. It isn't no big deal. It's degenerate. It is a the result of people like me for years saying live and let live. You should not be able to buy a baby. All right? A husband and wife who who can't conceive for some reason or another, fine. At least the child is growing up with a mother and a father. I already addressed adoption should be there should not be a financial constraint to adopting a child. But to act like, oh, they're just, you know, they just love the kids so much. And they just, it's gross. Is this guy trying to breastfeed the child? This poor child is probably trying to latch on his chest. Just think about that. This poor child is probably trying to latch onto his mother's breast to feed and he gets a mouthful of dude chest hair. It's disgusting. I'm ha I'll happily take the strike. Fine. If this upsets you, I understand you're entitled to your opinion. But this is too far. This is too far. And it goes on both sides of the aisle. All these fucking pussies who give, uh, um, you know, these people a pass, gave Ruben a pass, are, are cowards. I got to write this. Yeah, it's uh it's uh it's it's uh it's it's just it's gross. <laughs> it's gross. Dave Rubin doing it isn't based and cool. He's child trafficking and he's using his internet clout and internet millions of dollars to buy babies. It's no different. It's no different. So that's that story. 
Let's see here. Let's go to a, let's go to a, let's go to a different topic. It all started with allowing gay marriage. Really did. I admit that. That video might be too spicy for my YouTube crowd, but whatever. Ah, Bill Maher. Uh, his only real value is his willingness to trigger his own side, something that no other late-night show host on the left is willing to do. And even if Bill Maher has some absolutely garbage takes about, um, you know, his, his still his ongoings, He's he's one of he's one of the worst suffering from TDS I've ever seen. He does tend to uh he does tend to at least be willing to call out his own side. And there was an interview he did with Bella Thorne, who I don't even know who that is. Sounds like some sort of OnlyFans person. Um Apparently now he's getting canceled. He's getting angry. People, the left is mad at him for quote unquote, cruelly mocking Bella Thorne's anxiety to her face. Look, I have, you know, I'm somebody who, um, you know, uh, is, does have anxiety, suffers from anxiety. And uh, yeah, it sucks mocking that, but that's not the reason they're actually upset. They're mad because he made a totally benign trans joke. Here it is. There's a lot of trans, you know, I always see that in the paper about somebody who has switched their sex, which I'm all, if that's what makes you, yes. that's that what blows your dress. Yeah, she looks like she's really suffering from anxiety, ripping a joint and dancing around. Bad bitches all the way, who? yes. Bad bitches. Fat bitches. Why bad bitches. Oh, bad bitches. Bad bitches. Be who you are. Yes, claps. Right. Claps. Is she on? I mean, she's some sort of Hollywood weirdo dancing to music that isn't even there. Makes me happy. I mean, oh, I, makes her happy, huh? Okay, cool. I think there's some uh, money to be made in some sort of exchange with everyone switching. Where like, you know, if you need a penis, take a penis. If you have a penis, give a penis. You know, like if it's just a joke. He's essentially saying that he uh that if you are a male who wants to become a female, then you can give yours to that's the joke. That's the joke. That's the that's the horrible, disgusting joke that has launched the media into a frenzy. People are becoming like men to women. They're going to cut off their penis. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. there are women transitioning who are going to need a penis. Uh, I feel like if there was some exchange. That's the joke. 
maybe Bitcoin could be involved. <laughs> you could, you know, no? I just don't like joking about. Oh, Bella. Um, I know oh, that you Bella. like to, but oh. I. See, this I don't is where think the anxiety. Oh, for fuck's sake. That, what a shame. Um, that is where I'm your anxiety. You don't have to be I, sorry, I but I'm not sorry think either. It's funny. And that is where your anxiety comes from. There is nothing wrong with joking, nothing wrong about that. It's not everybody is that sensitive. Not everybody needs to be that sensitive. Even the people who are doing that, I don't think, would need to be offended by that. Everybody is so easily offended. I think she starts crying here. Because I don't know if you're really offended or you're just worried. Maybe get off the weed. Okay? Get off the weed. You know, weed doesn't exactly help anxiety. That you're going to look offended. No, I'm... 100% offended like when when I think about you know someone's trauma and someone what the videos that I have seen that are so like so fucking bad oh and my god she has a mental breakdown about walking on the street just being themselves like no they don't no they don't trans people do not have to worry about walking down the street they're worshipped are you kidding me that's fucking anxiety that's why I don't like to like joke about it because you know someone hears it and on a public platform is so bad because She's you're like kind of you low-key spreading like this like oh ha 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 ha, ha. and it's like it's, it's uh. not funny <laughs> Bill, Maher, Bill Maher is just like oh my god what yeah by the way what videos are there of trans people who are not allowed to walk down the street and by the way, she says there's so many of them. There's there's literally there's piles. Where are they? I don't even know who Bella Thorne is. I, I don't even like she's some Disney. Oh, she's a star of a Disney Channel show called Shake It Up when she was 13. She, of course, recounted how she had bad things happen to her. Okay, fine. I, I guess. And then everybody's like, here's the Daily Beast. Oh, he cruelly mocks her anxiety to her face. No, he's not mocking her anxiety. He's mocking the fact that she's having a mental breakdown over a joke. He went after her on his podcast, Club Random, yesterday, picking on the actress for opening up about anxiety. I didn't see that. After pouring himself a drink at the jump, Mar seems to spend the rest of the episode slurring his words, even interrupting Thorne as she attempted to explain her struggles with mental health. The discrepancy began when Thorne opened up about how she, quote, fell into weed as a result of her anxiety, which immediately agitated Mar. What is it with you kids and anxiety, he questioned. What causes all this anxiety? Though Thorne attempted to explain that there's a constant bad, bad, bad everywhere you look, Mar wasn't having it. He argued with the actress saying that it was a disingenuous argument that her generation doesn't know what is going on in the world. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And the amount of kids on like SSRIs and all this other kind of stuff I, I, it's at an all-time high. Kids have never been more deranged and more upset and more weak. That's just a fact. 
So anyway, so how can you be that concerned with going on in the world, Marcet? I know what's going on in the world. I should have anxiety. I follow it. You kids don't. You don't even know what the F is going on in the world. How are you, what are you even upset about? A fair question. Later on, he told Thorne that young kids need to get off social media. That's where the anxiety apparent cancellation comes from. That's true. The real kicker, though, is came out with Mark continued to blast Thorne's anxiety even after she had opened up about her father's passing and childhood trauma. I think a lot of people who are the most anxious have the most privileged lives, Mar said. He's right. When you're worried about where your next meal comes from, you don't really have a lot of time for anxiety. Mar said, prompting a hmm of disapproval from Thorne. Look at your life. Everybody wants it. Everybody wants to be you. The pair were talking about young people ignoring certain major events in the world i.e. Ukraine, the coup, environmental disasters, in order to prioritize their own mental health. I don't think that it's a very narrow mindset in the way that trauma, Thorne said, defending herself. Everyone really has their trauma. What's happening in Ukraine is unspeakable. That's something else. But as far as trauma for every human being, I mean, she actually did have bad stuff. She actually did have bad stuff happen to her. But a lot of what Bill Maher said is also true. Like, I don't really understand how these kids have so much to worry about. I think there's some studies, some days, that's going to show that there's a link between screen time and anxiety. I'm almost certain of it. Uh, screen time and self-esteem issues, screen time and um, depression. You know, all this kind of stuff. Mar admitted that obviously what happened to her was very young. I mean, like with her, you know, having her, um, you know, talking about, you know, someone putting their hands on her when she was six years old. Obviously, that's, you know, maybe why she got into selling her body on OnlyFans if that's what she does. But, you know, I, I mean, I think that kind of stuff happens. But, you know, I, I think that the the modern generation, Gen Z, is extraordinarily um, fragile. You know, have, has there been any good studies into the food that we're eating, the, all these like, you know, lab produced foods and the rise in anxiety? You think a lot of people had anxiety in the 1800s? You know, there's a lot of reasons why we are the way that they, the, the way these kids are. And they're also like told, you know, by their teachers and all these other people that, yeah, this is what you, you know, you definitely, uh, you have anxiety. You better get on these pills. You better do this. You better do that. I, I just, I don't have a lot of time for it. I mean, I've, I've definitely dealt with anxiety, like literally, you know, I have, I take a pill every day for it. It sucks. Um, hoping to get off them. I think getting some more exercise will help. But, you know, I think that uh, <laughs> people getting that up, this upset over it, uh, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not exactly sure uh, if that's uh, the equal other side of it all. You know, I think maybe this individual has had some shitty things happen to them in their life. That's fine. Uh, but the broader point that there's so many 
kids now that are just completely useless and completely, you know, frozen by society probably, probably could use some investigation. Started with bike helmet laws. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. All right. Well, sorry about the inter interruption in the show today. It was beyond my control, obviously. Um, hopefully tomorrow will be better. We'll be back, um, you know, with the, in 22 hours. And uh, with all of tomorrow's news and all sorts of other stuff to go on. Rumbold says, uh, hi, fatty, Merry Christmas. Hey, I appreciate you. Thanks for that. And uh, I'll get editing these videos and get them pushed up.